to see the reaction of when you podcast because we are doing this podcast completely via Zoom. I don't know if you knew this, Andrew. Zoom is the new um, the new way that we're doing podcasts here now. I did my show for the, for the past two weeks. And it, did it go fine? Was no, there any issues? They were terrible for the first week and a half. We got it right, <laughs> we got it right on Thursday. <laughs> like, it went terrible. Well, you know what? Um, so for all of our listeners, just know that in a week, this podcast will yeah. be good. But not right now. Right now is going to be pretty terrible. You know, the strangest part about that is everyone has been doing this since March. Since March. We are now in October, still figuring out some kinks. Oh, we fucked up. When I was in Toronto, we did um, Zoom podcast, right? That I think went pretty seamlessly. But I don't know if we had the three of us. It was just more like a one-on-one podcast. Yeah, I was by by John. That's what me and John was. uh, That's what me and John were pirating stuff mm. yeah, yeah no so, yeah. what we did yeah, so was a little yeah, so different because john basically said here everyone take equipment and we are doing this another way that's not possible right now <laughs> yeah no that ain't gonna happen so the boys pause the boys. why do they need well i know why they named the show the boys but saying the boys repeatedly over and over come on man. okay 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 it's so hard to I tell went... people it's... go on I went into this completely blind, right? And I didn't know whether the boys was referring to the heroes or the, I, I basically didn't know who it was. Did y'all have the, oh, they're the boys moment? Because I feel like that's what most people no. had to have watching this. I thought that was pretty clear. No, <laughs> I don't mean to laugh, right? But for me, no, I didn't have that moment because oh, okay. I was it's like, okay, me. these guys are called the seven. And then when I saw Butch show up, like, Butch is going to be around. Huey clearly looks like a boy. And um, I, I don't know what else to say. Huey, by the way, a very punchable face. Yeah, so, yeah, actually. The first question I had on, on the rundown as we uh, break down the boys is like, is this show a continuous? And for monoculture, the same with like Sopranos, Breaking Bad, and Game of Thrones. I want to hear you guys. Hey. I don't. I don't think it's even comparable to those because it's, it's not as is it, it, it's not as epic as those shows. It's just fun. Be epic. I think at moments of like, holy shit, I have to rewind that. Like, it, it's not. It, I the, did, but like, yeah, go ahead. The, the rewatch value for me isn't that high. Like, I didn't yeah. rewatch season one to get into season two. I was just like, I'll just figure it the fuck out. With, with, with Game of Thrones, every new season before I, before they came out, I rewatched everything before to pick up mm-hmm. nuances and XYZ. So for me, it's a no, but I don't know how y'all feel. No. I think it's it's too early to tell, but at this moment, I would say no. It's difficult for them coming along in in 2020 for you to even 
be a monoculture show because people's attention shifts so quickly. And with with COVID-19 and everything going on, people are always going to look for something else. So everyone wants to be on to the next thing. And you binge watch things so quickly, you don't have the appointment viewing that you had with the HBO shows that you mentioned, because we had to wait every Sunday for Game of Thrones or for Sopranos or for The Wire or everything else like that coming out. Fox. With the boys, I think most people will just binge mm-hmm. it. And then like me and Andrew did it in a weekend and then you're done with it. And it's all. It also doesn't have the entire HBO um, uh, vehicle behind it, where HBO is pushing all of pushing all of the imagery, pushing it everywhere you see it. So it is. I think for the first season, it was kind of like a niche show for people that are interested in superheroes, because I still think to this point, most people don't really know how to get mm-hmm. Amazon shows. Like that's not that's not something the casual person yeah. does go and watch TV on Amazon. So it's an uphill climb for them, but it's a really good show. It's a, it's interesting to see if it'll be able to catch on and cross over like that. For me, um, how I experience it is I watched season one and I binge it like everyone else because they put, um, they put all the episodes out at one time. And just season one, I, other, um, I guess another piece of IP in the superhero genre, right? And then I watched season two. And for season two, they only put out a few episodes out at first when they first dropped. And the first episode didn't get me. But as the season went on, as they did, um, the boys would only come out on Friday. So every Friday, they would drop an episode. And I just felt like that weekly drop really, really helped the show. And it elevated it to me. One of them um, pretty much was the head exploding moment in Congress. I thought that was a great moment for the show. And then um, I think when they first went to, um, I guess the psychiatric asylum that Stormfront was kind of running with the soups she had um, in prison, for me, that was like a old old shit episode, an old shit moment. And I think like the difference between watching it on a binge and watching things as they roll out weekly is now becoming more pronounced because part of the way, like, like I said, like the difference between I watched season one and season two made me actually appreciate this show more because we didn't even think about doing a podcast after season one. I was just like, Hey, y'all watch your boys. And then that was like pretty much yeah. it. And it wasn't like a, any kind of extra discussions beyond on that, at least not to me. My- but I, I, th- I think like the, I, I think it does have a chance for two reasons that more people are going to stream it as it's becoming like more um, culturally resonant and like the themes of the boys are kind of like coming out more now. And as you know, cause when we get free again and superhero shit starts to come back, then you're going to have the boys as like a perfect contrast to stuff. And one of the major things that they haven't like fully tackled yet is how in Marvel and DC shows and all these other shows that there's just wanton death on the side, but it's never talked about in those shows. And I think like the boys has a chance to like um, come in on those coattails. The thing about it is, right, I'm wondering, and, and this is something I had to ask myself after watching it, because like like now I said, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Don't don't get don't get my critiques twisted. It's a very very good show, but I'm I'm starting to look at it with the eyes of like the Oscar committee, like. Am I looking? Am I, am I not giving it the, the the gravity it deserves because it is super grotesque, it is super bloody, it is super violent, and I don't want to be the per like I don't want to be the guy in the room like, well, you know, it's a superhero show, so yeah. you know, it's it's whatever. So I so I so like I don't want to cheapen it, 
But I do think the show has a ton of potential. It's so many routes they can take in season three. And if they if they do it right, I think this could be a great show. But no, it already is a great show. But my thing with it is, do y'all think they took it just a, just a smidge too far with the gore? Like the head exploding thing was like, whoa. Fantastic. Then, but then when they started like the blood coming out the neck and shit, I was like, okay, it's getting a little cheap now. It's getting a little like... like, like I actually... No, my my answer no? is no. Okay. <laughs> no, I think I think for me that's a part of the whole thing. Well, no. we all grew up on. We all grew up on. <laughs> okay, I can't just I just want to say something. But it's, uh, I I couldn't tell. I was like, now you can interrupt. You can oh, go, ahead. <laughs> go ahead now. That's the way conversations work. All right. <laughs> Oh, I, I I don't know where I don't know where it stopped. Or what, happened. <laughs> what the hell is happening? No, no, ain't nothing stop. Let's stop. Keep going. Keep going from where I don't. Where what? whatever you was going to say. What's I don't I don't understand what happened. Y'all just started laughing, so I don't I don't know. Like I don't I don't know where we're supposed to go. We didn't that. know if you froze or if that was just your face. Oh, okay. What were you talking about again? <laughs> the boys. <laughs> Obviously, you asked. <laughs> Anyway, just, just move. Just move on. I, I don't know. Just move on. Okay, so um, at least for me, right? Like what I was, what else I was thinking was that, that um, Game of Thrones didn't have the same kind of cultural resonance after season one and maybe not until, um, not until after season two, right? Um, and for Breaking Bad, I remember that season one is just universally acknowledged as a slow, slow start. So I think even why I even put this on the run now for the show is because I was just like kind of hoping that do we have a contender? Can the writing get even better? Um, they are loosely sticking to what happens in the boys comics, which I actually like about the show. And I think it's one of my favorite things about it is that they're not a slave to like the core material of it. Um, so that any, anything, a lot of the things that we see that are really good about the show Sometimes it's just about what the showrunner wants to input. So Andrew kind of brought this up during his rewatch and, and about um, this being a response to superheroes, especially the Justice League. And as a DC fan, Andrew, how did you, I guess, um, appreciate or digest all of the Justice League and the DC references in this? And um, I'm, I'm ready for you for this wrong take. Go ahead. Okay, well, first of all, fuck you. Because... <laughs> I don't know why, because like, because first of all, they weren't. I didn't feel like it was a critique by them. I felt like, they, like when like there was a, a point where Homeland is talking to the kid, and he's like, "Oh yeah, I have several movies. I have one called in, in, in Darkest Night, and then one called in, in Brightest Day." That wasn't them. Like, slight critique. Now, now I know with the Dawn of Justice thing. Do I keep talking? Yeah. No, go ahead. Keep carry. talking. I can't hear you. Okay. Okay. So, um. So like the Dawn of Justice thing, I caught that little joke. So I get that. That was a critique. That was the whole, the way they had the uh, the same setup and the guy was trying to uh, do the movie, introduce the movie to them and sell the movie to them. I, I got that Dawn of Justice, little old slander there. Outside of that, I don't think it was any critique at all. Like, like what critique did you see? Um, I think that the entire show is a, one, is a critique on the entire superhero genre. Okay. And when I say critique, I mean... Um, that what they're 
I, I think kind of referencing and giving voice to is that you looking up to or you um, consuming all of this kind of superhero culture because a lot of what TV shows and pop culture do is that like they, they lay the basis for what morality tends to be in adults. So if you have um, for a kid watching all this stuff like, you know, Superman's Truth, Justice and the American Way, it's, it's kind of saying what is behind that? What is the, the backdrop to all of these things that the superhero um, really espouse? And what, do, what is the difference between the actions of someone and then the difference between um, the, their actions and what they say on television? Because as, as a DC fan, like why I'm surprised that you would say that, right? Is because as a DC fan, part of what uh, DC fans tend to always say is that deeper. As a result, it's going beyond just the surface comic book level kind of thing. Mm. And then the boys is also saying that, but then saying even going um, below that surface is not uh, deep enough. And I, and I think that you see that in Homelander because as great as Superman is, what about all the other problems in the world that Superman doesn't solve? As, and, and as great as um, Tony Stark and Captain America and all those guys are, what are they not saying? Like during the entire time in uh, Cap Captain America and, and Avengers, you never see Captain America come on and say Black Lives Matter. There's a common joke that Captain America is the most racist um, Avenger. Fox. There's a common joke that Batman is a billionaire who doesn't care about anyone who is, who is poor or destitute and is actually like suppressing a lot of Gotham. So I think for the boys, when they do this, and when I say that this is a critique, um, that's what it's about. And when I say that this is a critique, especially of Justice League and why they gravitated towards um, going towards Justice League is because they have Superman, they have a Batman character, they have a Flash, they have a Wonder Woman. Like there's a direct connections that they're making because the Justice League literally used to do the thing where they held the flag out. And Superman's theme was like truth, justice, and the American way so that's how I um, came to it. Now, did you have any any take as you traipse around the house? Uh, just keep going after more. Can you hear us? Oh, oh no. Okay. Yeah, well, 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 see, see the, the way I looked at it, I, I, I didn't look at it with, with that lens. I was more so like, okay, what's attainable? It's more attainable to have a Wonder Woman flash and XYZ, because with with uh with marvel you can't use their characters or, or some archetype of their characters because that's too much to explain you gotta explain a god you gotta explain uh, the the whole well not not the billionaire but you gotta explain captain america who is low-key racist by the way and all those things no but Andrew, oh, okay i disagree sorry. with that i disagree with that just because captain america is literally infused with compound v <laughs> the Marvel version no, of that's Compound fine. V. That's fine. That's and, you, and because of what Compound V is in the show, you could say that that's mm -hmm. what uh, what Superman is. So that's how I like kind of kind of viewed it. Now, um, now, now like my, my view with, with the way that they're treating the superheroes, I think I literally think that's the way superhero. I, I think that that's the way that Justice League would be in twenty twenty. I think there would be likes, there'd be promotions, because money got to make. I don't think they're going to be, like, there's no, if there's a real Spider-Man, he's not broke. He got to monetize that shit. Like, he's not some, like, photographer who just could take the L financially. 
No, he was like, no, I need to get these likes. I need to get these memes going. Like, no, like the 2020 superhero would be about capitalism. And I think that's a conversation probably you could have better than me, but they'd be capitalists probably. But, but, but think about even in Spider-Verse, right? In Spider-Verse, um, when Miles gets to Peter Parker's and Aunt May's house and Aunt May has this entire basement of all right. of these gadgets and tools, first thing I thought was like, how the fuck should you pay for that? Thank you. Thank like, you. And this is why, like, superheroes, there's always a billionaire in the clique because you have to yada yada some shit. <laughs> Who's paying for the Justice Tower? Who is doing that? Who is, who is my, paying my, for Avengers Tower? Who paid for all that shit? I, 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 Think about how fair. much money you have to have to put uh, your, your base in space. Like, <laughs> yeah. Jeff Bezos has to watch that and he's like, that's what that nigga was on? Someone, someone, someone has a meme on Tumblr, and it's actually kind of right. They're talking about the George Clooney Batman. They were like, "Did y'all really sit down and look at this plot?" Say, uh, Captain uh, uh, Mister Freeze is like, "Yo, the Earth's too hot. We need to cool it down and plant trees." And Batman was like, "Nope," and like fought him. <laughs> and, and, and all of us are like, "Yeah." He was like, "This nigga trying to help." <laughs> They're rooting for the wrong one. Facts, and, I, and that's a. a Another, another theme. big theme of the boys is we're, we're rooting for the wrong one. Don't just root for the, the like the nice, clean cut image. The people who you should be rooting for are people like the butcher, who is exactly. a violent killer, but he <laughs> knows this and he has a means that and and he isn't trying to influence the world. He just wants to drink beer, occasionally tea, and then go fuck his wife who Homelander fucked. And he really, I've never seen a man who could not come to grips. Um, with being an Eskimo brother with someone more than the butcher. Obviously, there's much, there's much deeper than that. To carry. I remember, to carry. I remember to be, really. First of all, that was rape. Second that, of all... It, it clearly was. It clearly <laughs> was. And I have to say this because me and Olivia had this conversation and she watched it. She's like, are we sure it's rape? I'm like, no, he definitely raped her. <laughs> he definitely raped her. Like, what are you saying? To be fair to the butcher, though, to, and, I, and I can't believe I'm saying that like that, but to be fair to the butcher, if you find out Superman, like, grind yeah. your gal, yeah. you ain't gonna be like, motherfucker, boy. So, like, so I was like, how was it? You would bring that up once a week. Once a week, you bring that up. Once a week? How did you live in that environment? <laughs> Are you high? Once a week? Because, like, you can't avoid the news. You can't avoid this nigga like doing amazing things every day. Meanwhile, you're there like, hey, I gonna be a little late today. Da, 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 da. Like you wanna empty the garbage. And she's like, well, well, well Superman gonna do that in like two seconds. Yeah, who wasn't late? Superman. By oh. the way, props to props to the boys. We finally got the superhero sex scene we deserved. That's the superhero sex scene that should have been in Superman versus uh, Batman when Clark Kent, like a whole vagina, goes into the tub with her fully clothed. Ooh. Well, that's that was different because he was having sex with a mortal. He was fucking a mortal then. That's, that's different, though. That's why. But we it, should. but it had to be superhero on superhero. So if it, if it was him fucking Wonder Woman, then we have a conversation. That's the Wonder Woman Superman sex scene we needed, and we got it. And I'm very happy to have seen it and to live in this time where it existed. I'm very happy. Like, 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 like the minute I saw it, I was like, yeah, they're really doing it. <laughs> they're really getting this done. So, <laughs> no, no, I, no, no, that completely threw me off. But, oh, no, this is what I was going to mention is because um, Homelander in season one, he also had a sex scene. Because remember, Homelander is like a weirdo. He has like a whole no yeah. fucking on titty thing. 
but he had a sex scene with her with what's her name? I forget Elizabeth Shue. Elizabeth Shue. Who I think is but, sexy for some reason. I love her. Always. Forever will be. I think she's sexy as hell. Even old Elizabeth Shue. Yeah, it's this, weird. Man, there was this one like movie with Elizabeth Shue, and it was like she was in South Florida. And I think Woody Harrelson is in it. And he he's a cop and he just takes her in the back room. Elizabeth Shue is bent over. I'm like, this woman's an actress. <laughs> I favorite. I favorite. I favorite right now. I will follow a career. And then he would go back and watch old shit and be like, well, this wish she was in Back to the Future. This I movie just got better. I, I my, one of my favorite movies is The Saint with her and Val yep. Kilmer. One of my yep. favorite all time movies. Like, I use some of that shit for like articles and shit about hydrogen and all the rest of this. <laughs> I know nothing about it. And can we speak to this point? I think we've lost now permanently. I don't know. And, and now no, it's just... I've literally oh, okay. been here the whole time. Okay. So, oh, okay. Okay, now, opinions on the sex scene and Homelander's sex life. Go. Uh, the meeting to run out in 8.25, so I don't know if you want to start over now or not. We okay. can wait. Oh, okay. Opinions on what? Homelander's sex scene. I think that's the way they had to do it because that's how you picture not just superheroes, but that's the way you picture villains have to have sex. Like villains can't have normal missionary sex where you're sensual and you actually have feelings for each other. Villains I have disagree. to hate fuck. No, I really I, like that. I, I no, I, I am with now. I am with no, now. I, I like disagree. this take. I like this take. I let's the, explore this. How could, how could there be sensuality <laughs> oh, in, in villainhood? No, I believe. No. No, I believe that there's I believe there's sensuality and hate fucking. <laughs> no, 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 no. Let me let me tell you why I disagree. And I I, I can bring up examples. Uh-huh. Wilson Fisk. Personal not... examples? No, no, shut up. Oh. <laughs> I think if there's a villain in the room now, it's you. <laughs> if there's a villain yeah, in the which, room. Which is why I can explain to you <laughs> what he was doing, what he was doing with Stormbreaker. I'm trying to tell you where it comes from. I go I, to NBA players for NBA takes. You go for Nile for villain takes. How are you going to prove Nile wrong in this one? W- Wilson Fisk loves Vanessa too much, I think, to hate fucker. Mr. Freeze. Mr. Freeze's wife's cut, coming back to life right now. <clears throat> That's the entire point of him being a villain. Wow. Corona. Wow. Wow. She's so happy. Wow. <laughs> wow. It's all right. We got Corona you. We got you. We got you. <laughs> anyway, if Mr. Freeze, I fuck y'all. If Mr. Freeze like, gets his wife back, he's good. <laughs> What is going on with you, man? I'm scratching my throat, man. Fuck you. Go get some water. I have water. He's, ne- he's negative, okay. right? Okay. But, All right. This is... Okay, so so here's, here's my thing with that, right? Like, I get, <laughs> I get what you're saying, but there was no emotional attachment between Homelander and Stormbreaker. That was absolutely none. That was her Stormfront. filling the need. How dare you, Stormbreaker's Thor's hammer. Oh, my, my fault. There's too much storms in this. Anyway. True. So there was there was no different there was no emotional attachment there. She was feeling the need that that he, he that was vacated when he had to kill Elizabeth Shue. So now there's nobody there for him to actually be attached to. He went from actually hating her because he wanted to kill her in the beginning because he saw what she was he doing really to yeah. maybe I can use this. And that's the same energy that he had when he hated her when he realized. Oh, I could just fuck her. It's the same kind of energy, but like, so there was no way for him to transition that into, okay, let's make this the same kind of sex scene I had before when we were on the couch and I'm being coddled. Like that's, that's a different kind of energy. And and I, I also have to say this though, like don't sleep that Homelander 
basically came out of a relationship and then went into a new relationship. And like the idea that he could hate fuck or could fuck her without uh, or develop feelings for her after fucking her, I think is like the main thing here, Andrew. So, and he, he realizes for the first time, this is someone as evil as me. And this is great. And that's part of the thing that he really likes about her. So he doesn't want the coddling in that moment. He doesn't want the milk. And it's sensual, but it's still hate fucking. It's like, because you, you brought up the, the point yesterday where he said, fellas, is it gay if you masturbate yourself? And that's kind of what Homelander is doing because he's like, this is, this is a, a female version of me. And in the comic books, um, Stormfront is actually a man. Right. And but he doesn't, he doesn't, Homeland and Stormfront don't fuck. But the comic book storyline is that Stormfront is the basis for Homelander and they take Stormfront's DNA to create Homelander. And this is why I'm saying, like, part of the reason why I like what they're doing with the show because, like, A Train isn't as prominent in the comic. The Deep isn't as prominent in the comic. A Train is a white dude. Um, the Deep is a seven foot black dude. And then they reversed that and gave them actual storylines and story arcs. So, Oh my god, they reverse that shit because Jesus yeah. Christ. And like the, the idea that that Home Homelander and Stormfront and, and like you saw it, like he did develop, you know what um Homelander developed, I believe? You know, like when you fucking someone for a while, and it's like, I don't know if I really like them, but it would suck if they went away. Yeah. That's what he developed, and that's yeah. what it was. I'll tell you this: the deep is a great character, though. The deep is a very, very great character. Like, like, but his, I, his, I would his, not want to see that be the only black one. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, no, I, no, I agree. I agree. I, I think they actually do black characters well. I think Homeboy is good. The the guy who had the family from the boy, I think he's a great black character. Your boy, like, and I love uh, the, Mother's the, Milk, the black dude. Yeah, yeah, and I I love the head head of Wash, even though he's an evil piece of shit. The, the black guy, yeah, right. I like his character because like the little. The little shady moments where he was like, black black man, this black man. I was like, talk your shit, nigga. He was a villain. He was a piece of shit. But talk that black shit. Is, like, he, really, was him. is he really or is he just the best at capitalism? Is okay. he a villainous piece of shit? I'm so oh, glad we can have this but, conversation. But it's I, me. But it's me. But it's me. <laughs> I told y'all. told y'all. I told y'all this every day. Why are you putting my hat on now? He no. might just be the best at capitalism. That's all. That's all I'm saying. I, and also, was, did you really have to make the only black superhero on the team has to be the one that got to take steroids to run fast, right? Like, let's draw, let's draw a straight line between you know, reality and, and f- fiction with that one. You know, to go back to the first point about um, this being a contender for uh, a monoculture show, is that I think what they actually <laughs> missing is a black woman on the show, I agree. in some capacity I as agree. like one of the main characters. I think that's the only thing the show was missing to me. But to to Nal's point about the, the one black character being the guy who runs fast and, and has steroids. to take steroids to do it. Like I know, like I I'm praising the the writing team, but I have to say, like when I saw that's that, lazy. I laughed. I was like, <laughs> that's lazy. I, I wanted a, a Usain Bolt to cameo at some point, but um, is Black Noir black? Because no. I know the spoilers from the book, but I think that what they're setting up is for Black Noir to be a black character. I think black, if, if he's a black character, that's still lazy, though. Yeah, you, that, you, that's, that's really lazy. Yeah. I'm sorry. Yeah? Okay. Yeah. And you know I what? Don't, they, I don't like they that. May actually, they may actually make him black because the whole thing is supposed to be a parody of what people actually do with, with uh, superhero storylines to begin so with. So now, now, do you want, me to, spoil, up, I would you want me to spoil for you what Black Noir is or who he yeah, is? Yeah, yeah, go ahead. Yeah, please. Okay. I know you don't care. Okay, so if you watch The Boys, then um, 
just know that a spoiler is coming from the comic books and as we know that they changed a bunch of stuff from the comic books to the TV show. That's hurtful. You turned a racist piece of shit into America's sweetheart. So what word would you use? Stormfront's good at making people angry. Angry people want Compound V. Compound V raises our stock price. Look, I'd have preferred V remained a secret, but we play with the cards we're dealt. It's not ruthless. It's prices per share. That's all. Maybe you should take a look in the mirror, mate. Because that bitch should bother you. Of course she does. But it's not about me. I can't lash out like some raging entitled maniac. That's a white man's luxury. Ah. So it's just business then, eh? Butcher coming, When, Mr. Butcher, in history, has it ever been about anything different? So we yeah, had to like it. reopen this room just now. Hey, we gotta let the people know how we working right now. Like, thanks, Menace. But okay, so I, I was about to <laughs> the full breakdown of what happens um, to Black Noir in the comic book, and what you guys think um, for the storyline, <sighs> and if that actually is possible to happen on the TV show from everything that we know. And I'll tell you why I don't think this is gonna happen. So in the TV show, it goes to the injustice level, and Andrew will know what this means, mm-hmm. when Superman kind of goes dark and ends up in the White House. That part I kind of won't spoil. But it's revealed in that scene that Black Noir, finally for the first time at the end of the comic book run, takes off his mask, and he is a Homelander clone. And that he is responsible for a lot of the atrocities that were once attributed to Homelander, that Black Noir was doing a whole lot of that shit. And that... <laughs> Black Noir then fights Homelander and uh, ends up defeating him. So why I don't think that that's going to happen in the show is that, one, they do the whole Almond Joy pine nut allergy thing for Black Noir and play it up as to why he gets defeated. And then when they kind of rip off his mask, um, it looks like Black Noir is like a little bit burnt. And then I think one of the the popular um, uh, theories of the show was that Black Noir is somehow related to Gustavo Fring, the head of Vought. And we just call him Gustavo Fring for Breaking Bad. I don't give a fuck. But that's why that they have a relationship and that's why he can control Black Noir like that um, as opposed to any of the other superheroes. So what do you guys think about that? And then I know you guys said it's lazy that Black Noir would actually be Black. <laughs> yeah, that pisses me. Like, me. Oh, <laughs> but, but like, it ain't even that his name is Black Noir and he's Black. Noir means dark. I know. Yeah. It, it was so always black, black dark. Black dark. Black dark. <laughs> yeah. You want to call me I, I love that. I, I, I love that. I think that's and great. Then, and then Stormfront, with his, with his race being be quote unquote ambiguous, I guess, uh-huh. then Stormfront also gets to escape all of having to reconcile with the fact that there's a black dude on the team because you saw all of her overt racism with A-Train, but it was none of that for black noir. So to me, that was like kind of another indication that is he maybe he's not black. Yeah, but, he's black, but she wouldn't, wouldn't know. She nah, she wouldn't know. None of them would know. None of them know to, like a lot about black noir. To 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 the boys' credit, whoever did the writing and and the directing for sure, they set up storm uh, stormfront perfectly. By the way, how there wasn't a stormfront joke 
about her name Stormfront is beyond me. I don't like, think they use front in that way. Okay, that's I yeah, certainly that's, that's why I certainly know, I, did. I certainly did, and I explained <laughs> that to Olivia, and like right away. The entire time I was like, "Is no one is no one gonna crack the joke? No the one's whole, gonna see the whole no sex scene. Say. The joke was right there. <laughs> the entire sex scene. Look on my face, <laughs> Olivia. You know what he's called front. <laughs> <laughs> That's the most juvenile and amazing thing you possibly do. Hey, hey, they, hey, hey. They say in front. <laughs> you know what we call but it, it right? works, though. And loaf. <laughs> it no, worked, no, it didn't work. But, but no, the little black, uh, no, what I was saying was shout out mm -hmm. to the writers and all the rest of that because they showed that she was racist early, but I let it slide when she killed homeboy brother. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I legit let it slide. Cause like when she get home, boy, brother, she's like yellow piece of shit. She's like yellow piece of shit. I was like, this is why. I was like, that's a bit black women. This is why black women say we are the weakest link. This nigga just said she is racist, but I let it slide. No, no, no. Cause she was like yellow piece of shit, and I was like, that was a bit strong. But she's a villain. That's okay. No, I, I know what he mean. Like it caused your ears to perk up. Like what? <laughs> like, like hold on. Okay. We get that you are a murderous villain, villain, right? Hero. Like we get right. that, but you Mr. sprinkling Pink. in some racism in him. I can't day? remember it right, but she was saying racist <laughs> shit on the slide before that. You know, yeah, I like, know. Yeah, before, but it didn't that. occur to me because she's a villain. So there's it two things you to that revisit that the whole thing. There's two things that occurred to me. I think like in that moment, right? <laughs> it was like one is, is like how they set it up. <laughs> Because um, there was, I think, in the early 2000s, um, late 90s, a popular right-wing site like that Nazis, neo-Nazis went on. It was mm. called Storm something. And mm. I forget the exact, I'm blanking on the exact name now. So as soon as she said her name was Stormfront, I, in my head, I was like, Nazi. <laughs> the second <laughs> thing was, was that, like how they were setting her up to be like basically a social justice warrior against capitalism, like a woke person. And then they had her contrast with um, Starlight being the Barbie and she didn't have blonde hair and she had the sides of her hair um, shaved. So she was like this hipster, cool chick. And in my head, I was like, this is perfect because it's also kind of like communicating that the idea of the Fox News um, blonde, platinum blonde, straight hair, that's not what racism is always going to look no, like. Facts. It's going to look like Stormfront who looks like just some cool girl walking down Queen Street sometimes. That's what it might look like to you. And then when she she went like, oh, okay, I'm just going to be like your normal everyday racist that has these things that I'll say under my breath. That's what she was going. And then by the time she got to Yellow Bitch, she was full Nazi and didn't hold back from there. I got to say, though, the, the funniest thing, the funniest moment in that entire series for me, and the guy brought it up earlier, was when like, Stormfront Homeland was draining. They was murdering people, blood all over the place. I mean, just a really, and he was like, yeah, I love this gal. And then like, she was like, yeah, white genocide. He was like, well, you know, I don't know. We'll put a pin in that. Like you ever been, you ever, you ever been, you ever been with a gal who like good, good at sex, look good, great personality. And she'd be like, wait, I can't stand Asian people. But you're like, all right, well, we'll, I don't know. We'll cross the bridge. We'll cross the bridge when we get there. We ain't going to double dragon no time soon. But we'll, we'll cross that bridge. Like you let, or, like you let it slide. Or would have been like your whole gender should be killed. Well, right. Um, 
Ooh, okay. <laughs> Presents a bit of a challenge. Presents a bit of a challenge right there. But okay. Th- okay. this is a part of the reason why why I think the show it, it can't get to that level of monoculture though, because they directly attack the conservative right. Well, not attack, I guess, but they shine the spotlight on the hypocrisy of the conservative right, like right out of the gate. So yeah, automatically by them doing that, I think it 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 becomes an automatic wedge issue. So people people on that side. Of, of certain political ideology, they're going to be turned off from it completely because they don't want well, to see themselves as that. Like Stormfront said, people like what I'm saying, they just don't want to hear the word Nazi. Like this will cause people to reconcile a lot of what they actually think with themselves well, and people don't want to hear that. Well, two, two things about that. Um, I think Game of Thrones kind of did that. It was it was more subtle because yeah, but this Game isn't of Thrones subtle at not, all. This is Game over. of Thrones yeah, is not Game of Thrones was not set inside like a modern world. Um so but I like I watch Game of Thrones and even when I would be like okay I like Cersei. Cersei's my favorite character. I knew along the way everything that Cersei was saying and everything that she believed about the world like when you like transpose it to the modern world what side of the aisle she would line up on, right? Um but it's that she was a well-done character and Stormfront was actually a well-done character and a well-done villain. And we're going to um, pivot to Homelander right after this. And while I understand what you're saying about, um, yeah, this is like the, they're being direct on who is the villain. One of the things that the writers have also said is that they are going to lean into this even more for the, I think they said that they'll do possibly five seasons of this lead in more. But I think that part of the thing that they're also going to address is that one, the culpability of social media and which they kind of like brought in at the uh, um, this season. But then also that coming from the left, you could see some of these same dangers, which is why they set up the AOC character as a follow-up villain for <coughs> later on in the show and her lust for power and her ambition and her corporate ties are also going to be I think intertwined in her activism. So while we're looking at it from the perspective of, oh, they're just killing the right um, on this part, I think there was also shots at the left by the framing of Storm Stormfront at the beginning of of the season, and then how they ended it with the AOC character. Yeah, I uh, I, I actually don't understand why she's popping all those heads. Like I still don't get it. So I'm waiting for that explanation. Like, do y'all have y'all have y'all figured that out? Or do y'all do y'all have any like? suspicions as to what that was about because like i get like because she derailed a lot and helped hair and did some hair and i'm like okay what what's your plan here what's your ultimate goal like i thought the black vot guy i thought his hair was the pop when he's meeting with billy when they was having that meeting i was like okay well he dead and they can kill this nigga oh well, you don't know gustavo frank there's no way he was gonna die like that he ain't going out yeah i was by the way great character but like, yeah I, like, I, like i was genuinely confused but shout out to her though uh, if they try to compare her to AOC, they're doing a terrible job because AOC beats her hands now with, with them breasts. Okay, can we, you really? How do you just get Andrew? Andrew went in four different tangents from what we were talking about right now. I, I, I know now, laughing now. Like, how are you trying to encapsulate the whole rundown into one sentence? No, Andrew. So going back he, to, he really wanted to get to them breasts. I mean, that's, yeah, so, so going, going, going back to um, Shelter Life, I think to, to Stormfront. Um, <laughs> yeah, no, yeah, now I'll call that one. <laughs> Go Sometimes you need a compass to know what direction you should go in. Please go back um, to Stormfront. So, 
Yeah, please go to Storm's front. <laughs> so, sorry, sorry. Um, uh, so, so Homelander. I'm not even gonna go to, go to Stormfront right now. I'm gonna just pivot to Homelander and ignore what Andrew said because that's coming up later in the run now. Because Homelander is the show. The the show does not work without the character Homelander. And with a binge watch, I thought he was. I kept thinking like, could they have cast someone different? No. By season two, I'm like, no way. This is the guy. Only this that nigga could guy. be him. Only, Only him. him. I believe everything about him. If I ever see him in I public, I'm like, that's Homelander. What? What? How dare you? Andrew, Andrew, you're going to appreciate this reference. I found out that uh, Butcher and Homelander were in Xena Warrior Princess. And there's a screenshot of it that you can see. It's amazing. But Nal disagrees. I want to hear who Nal Nal thinks should be be Homelander. It's not that I think a specific person should be him. I feel like he could be anybody that... (laughs) Anybody of that dude? particular demographic. Any white I feel like you can be <laughs> any, any white blonde man. Any don't don't even have to be blonde. I feel like any white man can be Homelander if you give him <laughs> compound B. I think that's a part Ooh, of the point they was trying yes. to make. Yeah, no, yeah. Oh, but the, no, but, the blonde, but, blue eyes, the chin, the the height, the the sarcasm, the the, the little slight shade, the nuances. I don't know, boy. I get what Nile's saying, you know, about like anyone could be a villain with. Um, Homelander with Compound B, but I think what they're also saying is that anyone could be these like um, like these characters, like these debauched superhero characters. Because when you think about it, like athletes, like what is what is the um, the common sentiment about professional athletes? Like, oh, he go fuck around and do a whole bunch of shit, and then say like he's a role model, but behind the scenes he's going to be a piece of shit. And that's also like the the strain or the oh shit, bears interception. That's also the um, that's also the theme of the boys that these are basically big time professional athletes who saved the world and these are like the most famous people in the entire world and they will act like that and like when power is unrestrained that's how it that's how it happens and then when you leave a white man whose power is unrestrained he turns into to Homelander. You know what's so funny? You said athletes and Homelander and the first person I thought of was Tom Brady. I don't know why. The first person I thought of was Tom Brady. Because I feel like Homelander yeah. is just the quintessential white boy. He's that, yeah. like, he's he's in the gym, the frat guy with the t-shirt on, and like, hey, bro, and like a bro. Perfect, like a bro. And he's Tom, nice to you, but he ain't, yeah. he ain't beyond fucking a Nazi. <laughs> no. Like, slide. No. But, like, anyway, that white genocide moment was really great. But <laughs> that was really, like, I, like, I needed that way. No, no, could we ask a question? His facial expressions are so good, like, because in that moment, his facial expressions like acting. You're like, really? Sure. <laughs> he was like, all right. He said, that's a bit much. Like, we asked, we asked a question on the show this week. We said, um, would you fuck a gal or nigga with COVID? And all the gals was like, no, I'm risking that. And niggas was like, I mean, well, how strong the strain she has? You know what I mean? <laughs> like, that's literally what Homelander was doing. Homelander was like, I mean, I, I mean, I fuck with niggas, but I guess if you don't like them, that's fine too. I don't have to fuck with them. <laughs> no, like, men, no, but men do that all the time, though. Like, it's uh, very, like very, single. yeah, it, it's very clear that men will make much, much, much more sacrifices when it comes to this kind of thing if it means you getting sex at the end of it. Like, we will overlook almost anything. That that's not even new. 
I know what. Um, ah. Imagine, um, well, sometimes it helps to imagine someone you hate. Come in, okay? So, try that. But at home, when I say hate, I have to put a quarter in the swear jar. Well, there's no swear jar here, so you can hate away. <laughs> but I don't really hate anyone. Oh, well, that is very sweet, Ryan. But it's not something we can afford. We're under attack. We are? Bad guys want to hurt us just because of what we look like. They want to wipe us from this earth just because of the color of our skin. Really? It's called white genocide. And we're going to need people like you to protect our kind. Hmm. All right, so let's try again. I just go to the bathroom, but I'm still in there. Oh, okay. Enjoy your poop. I'm not. So okay, so we were <laughs> joking about Homeland and his place of the show, and if he was an actual, um, an actual, we, we know he is a villain. But can I give a take? The, the fact that I would watch this and be like, as I'm the person who thought that Cersei was a good character, he'd be like, they're doing a good job. The, the show needs this guy. He has, I, he has to be the one swinging okay. the hammer right now. Am I and, tripping? Or like, he was a great father. I was not mad at his, father, at his parenting skills at all. Like, how is he different from now? Explain. Very, okay. Uh, let me, let me, uh, well, well, one, Nal is not an, a, a racist, but Going into the other part of it, where Homelander, when Homelander starts to say um, that part of the reason he wants to be a good father is because his father wasn't uh, as exactly. as engaged, and that that's why he wants like the best for the kid. And then when he flew him out of there, when everyone was surrounding the kid, pushed him a little uh, hard when he was trying to get him to expose. If you're saying other than the racism and allowing people to die in 9/11, that Homelander is a good father. I mean, I guess you have no, 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 no. I'm, I'm not talking about the racism and, and the blatant shit. I'm talking I, about the fact that he was like, other than that, he was like, yo, he's like, yo, you have power beyond measure. You really gotta like accept your power. You gotta. Okay, it. but that one aspect of his character does not make me and him alike in any way, shape, or form. You're taking no. the one part of him where he says, "Hey, I want my son to be good at something. I'm going to push you to that." You're ignoring everything so else. Sports. That. that Hold on, hold on. Also, that, by the way, is like 5% of his character. Hold on, but he also really protected, like, no, but like the guy said, he protected his son. Like, the fact that he even was a little hesitant with the white genocide shit, he was like, eh. Like, okay, I think, no, 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 <laughs> Andrew, it's not enough to be a little hesitant with white yeah, genocide. You gotta be against it, not just be silent when she says it. You gotta be the most against it. Now, let me tell you what this is. Now, let's tell you what this is. Anytime in something like this, like with the father, Andrew's, I like Andrew's only point of reference is you. So yes. you'll always ignore <laughs> all the other things. I, the I'm like, hold on, let, let's, let's take a, a, just a rundown of the things Homelander was accused of in this show. Uh, he pushed this nigga rapes. off the roof. He killed <laughs> multiple innocent people, like wanton murder all the time. Um, he cares about I'm not like the wanton engagement. You have Kaiser training on the beach at 4 a.m. That's not, it's not. You've been running on Eastern Road in danger. <laughs> now, let me tell you what this is. This is when someone has a joke. They have like, this is a joke I'm going for it all the time. I think it's 
<laughs> not at all. But I know, like, with the, with the fatherhood thing, he's getting that. Like, come on, dog. No, like, we watch every sport you watch. You see that you know how these dudes is getting it most of the time. They'll have like a father who is pushing them to that extent to make yeah. it to that level, and not even to the NFL, but to like college college sports, not paying for college level. So I, I like the parts with what you're talking about are the parts with the kid. Yes, and that's it. Obviously, but all the other parts are no. It's like yeah. hold on, hold on, hold on. But Kaiser, Kaiser, what? Kaiser, 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 what's the game tape? He don't know what all now bit, bit has done in the past years. Like, like, no yeah, child, no child is yeah. missing everything. So, we're the not rapes talking about that. Oh, okay, but Jesus Christ, <laughs> you can't rapes and all the rest of that. Oh, like this character. <laughs> no, like, a big part of the character is all that other shit, and is a big part of the character is the Superman unrestrained power, the ability to do what you want all the time. Like, that's what the character is. So, we can't. While the Homelander could be a good character, you can't just like directly say that this is a one-to-one analogy. Because think about what Superman does in the Injustice storyline and how that really ends up. And to know that point mm-hmm. and is go- he's going to say, I think that this is the part that I want to talk about Homelander is because kind of building up Homelander to be is he's going to revolt against Vought and the idea of making money and all this stuff and just say that I'm the powerful being on this planet. No one can stop me and I should be in charge. And that is an think about because if someone like that was in charge of the planet, what would the planet? I agree. I'm not mad at it. Other than now, what are you? <laughs> other than now, <laughs> other Homelander takes? Uh, he's such a great character. Uh, number one, I really want to know if he would have fucked himself because that that fucked me up on a lot of levels uh two me and Dakari were having a debate yesterday and i still i, I actually want to get you i'll take on this do we think he fucked his mother as the doppelganger oh elizabeth shoes character yeah no no but like as the doppelganger not like in, in this season i think season. i think no no i think he did i think 100 percent he did you think he did in season one too no 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 not in season one no, but i'm, no, I'm no, saying no, like no 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 i'm asking if you also think that he did in season one no, in season one, he just fucked Elizabeth Shue. In yeah. season two, with the morphin guy, he, I believe that he did fuck. He did fuck him. So here's my question. Uh-huh. Does that make this nigga gay? Like, how strong is doppelganger powers? Like, did he grow a pussy? Like, like, like what's, what's Oh, the... yeah, he definitely, yeah, yeah, yeah. he definitely grew a pussy. Yeah, yeah I think did. the doppelganger dude, yeah. when, he becomes, when he becomes that and he morphs into that person, he's completely that person. So <laughs> the, the, the... And also, the, the Audi turns into a spectrum. Idiot. Nigga, fuck you. It's a spectrum, man. <laughs> fuck you. Who knows? If, you, <laughs> if that was me, and I was like, yeah, I'll be double gang. No, but don't worry, he's turning into a gal. You'll be like, nah, nigga, you gay. <laughs> yeah. 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 Gay. But you don't have superpowers. Now I'll say that's fair. That's fair. It is. It is. It is. I don't like, like double gang. And I don't like, like, like double gang is like a pretty white boy. But that's a man. That's a man wow. with a man bought a hairy. <laughs> A hairy middle-aged man. <laughs> did you also see how Homelander reacted when, um, when, when he, he changed, for a second yeah. he changed, and he's like, "Change back right fucking now, or I'm gonna kill you." <laughs> but no, hold on though. Was that a just does protest too much type thing? You're like, it could be. Hey man, I always believe that that to be the case. If you that angry and that upset, I'm like, oh, that nigga gay. <laughs> you that extra homophobic that just means you like mine and you, you can't come to grips with that that's all that is to me but no uh, outside of that 
I think Homelander, well, I mean, am I wrong for thinking it's a bit lazy for him to be in the Oval Office? Because we've seen it. Like, like there's so many, there's so many now overused superhero tropes that I don't know if they could write themselves out of mimicking certain parts of Marvel, certain parts of DC, like, I don't know. Him being an Oval Office guy, well, well, Andrew, one, the comic book exists. Uh, no, I know. And like the no. reason they, they do no. that is again because of the, the the DC analogies. But then I think I also think this right. Um, when you have to develop stakes, mm-hmm. I think that the president of the United States is like that's the guy. Like that's who. That's the framing of what you have to do. And like even even think of when there were action movies there um, back in the 90s there always had to be drugs and there always had to be x amount millions of dollars because that's how you frame the stakes so if you're framing the stakes of taking over the planet the first place you go to for an american hero is the oval office so now what are your homelander thoughts other than you could possibly be homelander aside from the nazi apparently apparently I, I think I think what it is is we continue to push the extreme of the the anti-hero and the whole counterculture movement in not just not just in superhero lore but in TV in general. Whereas you had to whereas you had to question whether you know Tony Soprano and Walter White you had to question their motives a bit to to determine whether they were good or they were bad. Now this is just straight up a complicated bad person who there are times that you do feel sorry for him. There are times when you try to understand why he became the way he became when they talk about his, his past, when they talk about how he was completely manufactured to be this. So you watch this and you think, well, he had no choice but to be fucked up. Like how much of this is on him? So as murderous and as racist and as terrible as he's done these things, they framed it in such a way where he actually has some sort of redeeming qualities because you don't see the entire thing as his faults. You kind of see it as he's a product of what, what he came up in. He's a product of his environment. I, I, yeah, but see, I, I never feel bad, Homelander. I've no, never, no, and like, no. I don't know about the redeeming qualities so just because, um, at some point, it stops being your parents' fault. Like, you gotta, yeah. some, of that shit, yeah, some of that shit is on you. Like, at some point, you gotta be like, man, maybe I should not um, laserize this group of people or fantasize about killing no. 200 people all at once. So, no like, doubt, no doubt he's a horrible person. But where, at what point, where do you draw that line to say, okay, how much of this determined the person that he became? Like, we don't, know where, the, we don't know where that line no, is. No, nah, like, 100% agree that there can be some original sin that can explain it but then at some point homeland is continuously making the choice and from where we see him in the boys where the show started he has been continually making this choice and saying that this is the kind of person that i want to be Yes, but the the entire thing with the Mm storyline you know what i think was a missed opportunity and i think if you read the room Oh, sorry. Okay, I guess fuck me. <laughs> Keep going now. Keep going now. Oh, wait, no, I, My, didn't, I, didn't I, I think I missed an opportunity for them. Okay. Yeah, I think I think a missed opportunity for them. And, and especially if you read the room, and obviously the Bill Burr thing came out way after they wrote it and all the rest of that. 
I thought they were going to lean into possibly making Starlight of uh, and she's she's becoming more and more dark. So I was like, yo, if they go this route, where white women who facilitated shit and stood by and watched genocide and watched the rest of the shit, I think that would be like a great thing to make her the villain at the end of this series. Maybe not now, but I think that's a great setup. No, I I, I agree with you just because like. Man, it, don't always have to, it always don't have to be a Nazi. And I think no. like, sometimes it's a cop-out when it's just a Nazi. Like, they, they, this is just the purebred American raised the right way in a Christian household kind of thing. And then it ended up this way. We don't because have a lot of that was, also that, a part, that was also a part of her point, though. People just fear the word Nazi, but they don't actually <sighs> believe anything different. Like before, yeah. before America got all the way involved in World War II, it was a whole lot of American society that sympathized that sympathized with the Nazis. It, let's not pretend like there wasn't major uh, titans of American business that didn't fund them. Like they were deeply involved in that. So it's just the word Nazi that's different, but people do believe the same stuff. Fox, Fox I think again, we're putting on putting on, on on the white man and the Lex Luthor and the this and the that. I feel like nah, make it a white woman. There are not there are not a lot of great. Uh, female villains. I think this is an opportunity for you, for them to have the greatest female villain of all time. Like Cersei was a great villain, but she's not in this in this universe. I think. They didn't give her no powers. Right. They should have given one dragon. Right. Yeah. Something. You know. Yeah, they keep my girl. Yeah, yeah. That's cool. I, I guess Starlight's like better powers too. Something. I don't know. Why, why she got jubilee powers? Like I was about listen. to say. I listen. was about to say. Is she listen. really that much different from jubilee? Listen. Like, what? When she had to wait to get like the power from the car, I was like, get the fuck out of here. Jakari, Jakari, Jakari. You don't know how mad I got, boy. When she's like, rrr, rrr. I was like, no, boy. Car powers, battery, a battery is power you? No, King. <laughs> she got Corolla okay. powers. You've, you've epic battery powers? I just nah, want to say, she can, she can legit be in the epic commercial. Like, that's her power. <laughs> Stupid man. Jubilee. I hate Jubilee, but. <laughs> okay, let's 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 wrap this up. Um, That's what the, she AOC, said. the AOC character and where she fits in the storyline. So Andrew had brought it up because that's the way the season ended. And I have to say that this was a little bit spoiled for me, um, just because the Friday it came out, the season finale came out. I just went on YouTube. I mean, it's about to be NBA Finals time. You know, like what the fuck is going on? Um, trying to see what Stephen A. Smith saying. Why does the YouTube dude have ending explained and then I have the AOC character as the cover art for the thing? Oh, I said, oh, okay, she popped the heads. Yeah. That's all I needed to know because it was the number one question going into it. And um, of course, I rewatched the episode and you see where she actively tries to stay in the room a lot of the times. But what is never explained is how she pops the head of the FBI director, um, which was the first head pop we saw, I think, in episode one. Mm. And, and and I think like to my mind, my, my theory would be is that she is working with Vought and Gustavo and she is one of their agents and one of their soups who they decide we don't have to have all of our soups in, in the seven. We can have mm. some of them in politics who we control and knows how to like handle their power. And I think where the story arc is going is that how Homelander gets in the Oval Office is because she he is going to become president with the help of Huey. And Huey's going to be working on her campaign. And I think Huey's going to fuck her, quite honestly. Yeah, um, we do. 
and that's gonna have like her, him and Starlight in some kind of situation. And and to me, the reason that she she one popped the heads because then it becomes one I stop Vought from getting in trouble, and two now you have a reason to have Compound B shared um, in the military. And really I think did. that's the reason she did it. They, they really got to stop this narrative that these nice guys fucking all these fine gals. It's no way that nigga is fucking Starlight. No way. Or he AOC would, in the real world. It's no way. Huey is not getting Starlight. No. No, he's not. Like, that, that, that's starting to piss me off. But no, um, I think she's going to be a great villain. I think if she, depending how long she lasts in season two, which is probably going to be all of it, I think she's going to be great. Now, again, I'm, I was confused with the FBI agent too. I'm confused like how she's sniping all these people, but. I guess they'll explain that in season two. But overall, a great show. I love that show. I think now still shouldn't. No, I'm still. Well, I just figured. Uh. I just figured with the head popping thing with the with the deputy director of the FBI, she was trailing her. So at some point, she was somewhere in the vicinity well, when that thing happened. Like that. That just had to be that. Yeah. But the the motivation behind it, I I don't know. Like, is it going to be? I, I get I get the point with Vought Industries having a. a a horse in the race on on both sides of it so you win no matter what if you're selling weapons to both sides in the war then you're going to win no matter who wins so you have the politician and then you have the the people fighting against the politicians they have all of that but is this framing for are we are we setting up a situation where there's going to be nobody that's able to stop her but the seven is that what's yeah. going to happen here yes yeah because the whole lander will have to be the hero yeah, she's going to realize redeeming that, no, qualities. No, now the hero is going to be no, no, the no, boys, no, no. but she's going to realize that I have all of this power and I can, um, I don't have to listen to Vought anymore. Because I, I think, like you were saying, that it's both sides of it. And I don't think it's actually both sides. What they're doing is remember what Gustavo wants is to have Homelander under control. And he also wants the share price for Vought stock to go up. And because those are the two things he wants, for them to sell more Compound B after um, they had the share price started to fall um, once it started to come out is who is the biggest contractor that you can go to? It's the government. Why would the government want it? The government would want it if there is an incident that shows that the soups can't stop it and we need to have our own Compound B. And that's what it is. So they, if they're saying that, okay, we can stabilize it now and then we can... Um, we can sell it back to them and make money that way. So if making money is the ultimate goal, that's why they're doing it that way. And that's why she would be on the opposite side. Because when you go back and look at it, the excitement in her face when they first tell her in the opening scene that, oh, we're going we're gonna to sell the compound B to the feds now. It's just everything that she wants. And then she says the, she says the lines about, wouldn't Vought not kill, their, uh, kill some of their own people to make it look more realistic? Because it's all, she's undercover. She's Donnie Brasco. That's all it is. Yes, sir. Mm. She's good, though. I think it's going to be great. Yeah. I'm buying it. So, finding an AOC or not finding an AOC? Not finding oh, now we're going to do We're going to do deep dives on, on this actress's pictures now because I, I have to see. So, no, she's not finding an AOC. Not so, at all. But, not but close. Power, power rankings for the show, then, you would have Starlight 1 and at least this character, too? Or no? Who's, who's, who's your power ranking? Uh, Looks-wise? Yeah, looks wise. I rank her above Starlight. Way uh, above Starlight. Uh, yeah, Starlight has nice lips. That's about it. Um, Maeve, Maeve is cute, but she's sometimes cute. 
Starlight's chin is like very short. I don't know. It's yeah, to look at. very weird look. <laughs> it's just like crown. Maeve, I always think is just wearing a wig. Yeah, like I don't, I don't trust her. I feel like she just every gal. Don't um, sleep though. Storm, Stormfront wasn't bad. Stormfront yeah, that's true. Was not bad that's true. When you see Stormfront on the behind the scenes stuff, yeah. True. Oh, 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 oh so, she, so she looks better and like yeah, reels okay. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. They don't have a thing. I'm girl fine. Billy girl. Fine. I think she's the finest. Becca. Yeah. Yeah. She's hands down the finest. Yes, buddy. Who find okay. her? You know what? We're, we're gonna we're gonna recap this in the group, but we're gonna end the podcast <laughs> now because we don't know when this Zoom meeting is gonna end. Right. Yes, we do in two minutes. <laughs> oh, okay. I can't see it. I can't see it. I'm not on a laptop. What do you want me to do? Oh, yeah, yeah, this yeah. Is I need a minute podcast. Oh, okay. Right now. Done. Now I'll send me the file. Yeah. I'm gonna slander the shit out of you just now. <laughs> Fuck off. You dumb fucking right now. Two minutes. <laughs> what you coming, nigga? What's sporty spice? Who? Sporty fucking spice. What's she at? I don't know. Exactly. How about posh? You know what she's doing? I don't understand. Making clothes for anorexics, right? Not exactly a growth market. And baby, you know what she's doing? Fuck all. Not even page six of the Daily Mail. And Scary Spice, up to her eyeballs in lawsuits and sex tapes. Ginger, on the other hand, has released three albums. Passion, Schizophonic, and Scream If You Want To Go Faster. They'll all make your ears bleed. You see, when they're apart, they're absolute fucking rubbish. But. You put them together, they're the goddamn fucking Spice Girls. How do you know so much about the Spice Girls? Look, the point is that we're all shine by ourselves. We need each other. We need each other or we're fucking dead in the water. Now you guys can beat the living fucking shit out of each other, I really don't care, it ain't 